This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. As we've been hearing in the news today, the numbers are in for the last fiscal year at ICBC, and they are not great. A total loss of $1.15 billion for the fiscal year that ended back on March the 31st. Now, that is an improvement over the year before, but still hundreds of millions of dollars worse than had been anticipated. So what happened and what about those numbers for this year? Well, let's get some answers to those questions now with the help of our next guest, David Eby, the Attorney General and the Minister responsible for ICBC. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. You disappointed by those numbers? Well, we've known the numbers for a while, and so British Columbians, I'm not just uh, disappointed, I'm outraged uh, that the corporation was allowed to descend to this level. Um, It's taken us some time and some major reforms, but uh, in the first quarter of this year, um, ICBC was reporting break-even numbers. Uh, And uh, for Q2, we do expect that to be uh, the case as well, or close to. Uh, and so um, the the concern I have, obviously, is the fact that uh, that ICBC was allowed to get to this stage by the previous administration. Um, as part of the fiscal reports, though, um, we did release as well the payments to plaintiff uh, law firms in the province. It's the first time ICBC has reported on that. Uh, $1.9 billion in payments to plaintiff law firms, of which 30% generally on commission fees would be going to the plaintiff lawyers themselves. So that's about half a billion dollars. Uh, a very astonishing number, uh, given the fact that uh, that, that reflects a, a massive amount of premiums paid by British Columbians that went to essentially lawyers' fees. Right, but the, even for last year, those numbers were off by what four hundred and seventy million dollars. Like, what what accounted for that? Well, the the problem is before the changes we brought in uh, that became effective on the first of this fiscal year that, have, that resulted in this billion dollar reversal at ICBC. Uh, we have a huge book of business that took place under the old rules that the previous government was content to let carry on. So every single claim that somebody had with ICBC went to BC Supreme Court. Uh, that is a massively uh, expensive and lengthy enterprise, uh, especially for small claims. And so now, uh, you know, when, when uh, people have a claim under $50,000, they don't go to BC Supreme Court. They go to the Civil Resolution Tribunal where you have a minor injury. There's a cap on the maximum pain and suffering award that you can receive. This is an award, not your out-of-pocket money, but this is just to say you've been injured and here's some money to help you feel a little better about it. There's a cap on that of $5,500. We were the last province in Canada to bring that in. So really big changes to turn around the numbers that you're seeing in this uh, financial report from last year. Um, and uh, and we're making progress, but uh, but it is slow progress, and I accept that. But I, I think we've come a long way, given that we're near break even right now. Do you think then that we that's the last time we're going to see big numbers like that? You know what? I, there are some real fragilities in the in the changes we've made. I mean, we saw a court decision just uh, last week, uh, a challenge to a rule uh, that we amended that limited the number of court experts that you could use on an automobile claim and uh, and by extension all tort claims to address an access to justice issue in our in our legal system um, that had some beneficial effects for ICBC to the order of about four hundred million dollars uh, and we lost that case uh, and so we're studying that case there there are going to be setbacks like this um, as we move to fix the system um, and it's one of the reasons why I think the previous government didn't do it because it's hard work uh, and it will take some time and we'll get there we hear a lot about kind of what's going on on the outside, the changes that you've made, but what about what's going on on the inside? Has the eternal mindset also changed on the inside about dealing with ICBC's customers? 
Yeah, so there's there's two parts to that. One is, uh, I think, um, one is the challenge that people have had when they've called up ICBC trying to get yeah. help and they can't get someone on the phone and they can't get uh, their their claim dealt with. We've increased the number of people who are assisting people with their claims. We've increased the benefits that are available to people. What we want to have is people resolving their problems that come out of their car collision without having to hire a lawyer because as soon as they hire a lawyer, we know the costs go up dramatically. And so uh, we've increased the number of staff dealing frontline, but at the same time, we've decreased the number of managers and executives and people earning more than $100,000. Uh, and, and we've decreased those numbers by about a third. Um, so while we've increased the number of frontline staff, we've de- decreased the bloat over, overhead, which is really important. The second is uh, is fraud. You know, we uh, uh, have a have challenges with fraud, just like all other insurers uh, across Canada. And ICBC has increased the number of investigators that they have to crack down on fraud within uh, British Columbia, people making false claims and so on, auto body shops overbilling and so on. Right. So do you think that culture change is happening? Because I'm just, I'm speaking from personal experience on that. I remember it wasn't too long ago, four or five years ago, I couldn't even get somebody on the phone to ask some basic questions. Yeah, that that lines up uh, exactly almost with a decision uh, made by ICBC and the previous government to dramatically cut the frontline staff, which resulted in a significant number of people deciding who previously would have gone through their claim by themselves dealing with ICBC to hire a lawyer and take ICBC to court, which uh, was part of what lit the dumpster fire, in my opinion, here. So many people having to go to court to resolve things instead of just dealing with what insurance is meant to pay for in the first place. Are you surprised that, like, when you use that phrase dumpster fire, you were obviously trying to illustrate the problem here. But here we are a couple of years later, and it gets used all the time. Are you surprised that that has stuck so well? Uh, you know, I think it had a, had a real resonance because oh, people did. feel, yeah, people feel like, yeah, I, I don't understand uh, why you can't put this thing out. Why is this so hard? I mean, ICBC has a monopoly uh, in the province. How is it that the government is able to lose a billion dollars on something you've got a monopoly on? And it's really a function of how badly neglected it was over the last uh, few years of the previous administration when everybody saw this coming, and yet uh, there was a huge effort to cover up what was happening. And uh, and it was a systematic and uh, and very deliberate effort to cover it up. Uh, and so we're fixing it, but it does take time. And there are people who are who are, have a stake in the current system who are fighting it really aggressively in court and outside of court. So uh, we're doing what we can t- uh, to get it back on track. And we're making some good progress. I'll assure your listeners, uh, you know, this this first quarter of showing no loss at ICBC is a good one, but rates are still too high. And we need our, our second phase really is getting rates down for British Columbians. And how do we do that? Well, there's a number of pieces that we have that we're rolling out, including improving uh, road safety. We've increased... Uh, uh, policing. Uh, we put additional money into policing. We've uh, put speed detection uh, at uh, high crash collisions with big signs saying if you speed or go through the red light at this intersection, you're going to get a ticket. We don't want to collect money from it. We want people just to slow down when they drive through it. We have telematics, which is for younger and experienced drivers that they can take in their car that will measure sudden corners and, and braking that's consistent with or use of their cell phone that's consistent with increasing the number of collisions. There are a number of pieces that we're rolling out. We're also looking at uh, reforms around the court system to make sure that uh, legal expenses are under control, uh, which is a huge factor. One in four dollars paid out by CBC is going to legal costs. So uh, there's an opportunity for us to drive costs down there. But do you actually think that rates will ever get lower? Because I don't think people can even remember the day when they ever saw their rates go down. Well, you know, we look across the country and, and uh, all of the jurisdictions uh, that have private insurance uh, systems, uh, Alberta and Ontario in particular, but Newfoundland, New Brunswick, are seeing double-digit increases. And there's a number of reasons for that. People are uh, driving while distracted. They're looking at their phones. They're causing more collisions. There are more injuries per collision in the cars uh, that people are driving. have more sensors in them. They're more expensive to repair and on and on. But there are jurisdictions, Manitoba and Saskatchewan, with public insurers that have 
uh, either zeros or 1% increases, which is kind of hard to imagine as British Columbians. So there is room for us to improve. We have a public insurer and we can get there, I think. All right. So then what are the next steps that are going to be visible, do you think, to people? What's the next thing we have to get used to? Well, the big changes uh, in terms of the, the court system have been made. We have the, uh, the Civil Resolution Tribunal, so people who have these minor uh, injuries will be going through. I mean, they, they may feel significant for them, but uh, there are more minor injuries in terms of the kinds of injuries you can have in a collision. They'll be going to the Civil Resolution Tribunal instead of BC Supreme Court, and we'll have our first full year of report out on how that's going in terms of driving costs down. For young drivers, they'll have the opportunity, and any young drivers or parents of young drivers uh, can register with ICBC to participate in the telematics project, and we hope that it will be successful, as it's been in other jurisdictions, so that young people or inexperienced drivers can take these uh, apps on their phones that will help them reduce their insurance rates because they're driving more carefully. We're doing driver training improvements on uh, on both uh, uh New drivers as well as commercial drivers, truck drivers, You've, your listeners have surely heard the stories about uh, about the lack of training and the Humboldt Broncos example being one rather uh, tragic and dramatic one in another province. But we have that issue in our province too of ensuring truck drivers are properly trained. So there's a whole bunch of pieces rolling out uh, and that will continue to roll out. You mentioned young drivers there. We've had a lot of stories in recent weeks about the astronomical increases that some of those young drivers are facing with their ICBC you know, insurance. Any tweaking of that to offer any kind of relief to those people? So a number of, uh, of younger drivers will see increases, uh, or inexperienced drivers is actually the case, but uh, they tend to be significantly younger drivers will see an increase in their basic insurance. Uh, the increases range from about $100 to about $350, depending on where you are in the province. That's a month, It right? is a significant, no, uh, in their basic insurance. Um, that's the maximum $350 that any uh, inexperienced driver faces on their basic insurance in the province uh, if they don't have any collisions on their record. Um, I, there, the news reports focus on optional insurance, which is where um, people are trying to buy collision insurance or third-party extended liability. The private sector competes with ICBC there. It's really expensive to provide that insurance to drivers who are who cause one in four in, of the accidents in the province, which is inexperienced drivers. And so the cost uh, reflects a little bit more, but still not the entire cost of insuring, insuring in, inexperienced drivers. They're still subsidized uh, by other drivers in the province. And what we're trying to do is help people make good decisions about, do we really need collision insurance? Do we need to buy a car that requires collision insurance? Because it's very expensive to provide it. And, and really, uh, should it be subsidized by uh, other drivers in the province? So you're saying there's no changes coming to that, then people need to look at perhaps other options for their optional insurance? That's right. We're, we're pricing insurance uh, closer to the actual risk that drivers present on the road, whether it's because they're inexperienced drivers or they have multiple speeding tickets or they have impaired tickets. These are higher risk drivers and they are going to be paying more for insurance, which is still uh, more than we'd like. And we'd like to see those rates uh, come down generally um, as part of our larger project, but they will continue to pay more proportionally compared to other drivers. So just before we let you go then, so just to recap, these numbers are, of course, from the last fiscal year, but do you feel that ICBC is on the right track for this year? Yes. Um, so for quarter one this year, ICBC was still projecting a break-even year, and we have every reason to believe that that will continue. I mean, it, uh, barring a successful challenge to the, infra- the core infrastructure of our change, which was the Civil Resolution Tribunal and the Limit on Pain and Suffering Awards, and, and that legislation is being challenged in the courts. Uh, that is the billion-dollar uh, reversal legislation, and, uh, and that has put ICBC back on track uh, to break even with existing rates. 
Um, and so, you know, it's, it, as I say, it is fragile and, uh, and it's dependent on what happens in the court. But, um, but we are uh, hopeful, given that uh, reforms like this have taken place in other provinces, that we will be successful in court and that those changes will stick in terms of the impact on uh, I-species financials. The bigger project, as I said, remains getting rates down for British Columbians. And when does that go to court? Uh, we don't have a date for the, for the first challenge to it yet. All right. I guess we'll be hearing more. Thank you so much for your time. You bet. Thanks for having me. That's David Eby, Attorney General of BC and, of course, Minister Responsible for ICBC. We've been talking today about ICBC and for good reason. The fiscal year that ended last March 31st showed ICBC running in the red, about $1.15 billion worth of red ink, actually. Now, we just heard from the minister responsible, David Eby, that he believes they're on the right track. He says that pretty much through the second quarter of this fiscal year, ICBC is breaking even. But are they on the right track? Well, let's talk more about this now with Todd Stone, who was once in charge of ICBC, is now the opposition critic for municipal affairs and housing. Thank you very much for joining us. Oh, I'm I'm happy to join you today, Simi. Okay, so how do you feel about these numbers that we're hearing about from ICBC today? Well, I think the uh, uh, the proof will really be in the pudding um, once we we see the entire year's results. Um, uh, if we look at the results that were released today, um, you know, ICBC lost uh, 1.15 billion uh, in the fiscal year. It's about 2.8 uh, million dollars a day. Um, that is against a backdrop of um, uh, of, of a number of uh, reforms that uh, that the attorney general has tried to make, which have failed miserably. At the least, uh, the, the last uh, being this. Uh, that tossed out by the courts uh, last week. Uh, and, of course, rates uh, are going through the roof. Um, we, we have seen rates increase by 18% in the first uh, two and a half years of this government, and they're projected to increase uh, by another 24% over the next three years. So, uh, uh, you know, we'll, we'll believe the numbers when we see them, uh, but certainly motorists aren't feeling uh, that uh, the situation's getting any better for them. Uh, their premiums are, uh, are, are going through the roof. You said you believe the reforms have failed miserably, but what do you think could have been done better then? Well, uh, when, uh, when when the transfer of power took place uh, in uh, uh, 2017, uh, there was a, uh, a third-party independent review uh, that had been conducted, uh, the most comprehensive uh, ever in ICBC's history, that was sitting on the Attorney General's desk uh, waiting for him. Um, unfortunately, he took that, that report, which had a, a broad range of recommendations in it, uh, and he threw it out uh, threw it out the window and, and uh, proceeded to do his own review. And that, uh, in and of itself, wasted an entire year of, of time. Uh, there were uh, a, a wide range of, uh, of initiatives that were detailed uh, in that report, um, and I'm talking about uh, you know things like uh, 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 changes to the to the uh, to the court rules to speed up the timeliness of claims in the system. Of course, you can't you can't do that without. Uh, the the support and approval and the consultation of the of the judges uh, it, it called for um, uh, much higher premiums for for reckless driving much tougher distracted driving uh, uh, a significant uh, increase in uh, road safety uh, programs uh, uh, tougher fraud detection and penalties and so forth there's there's a very extensive list and and the vast majority of this stuff uh, the government um, hasn't acted on instead uh, they've implemented a new driver risk model which um, is penalizing um, uh, families uh, because they have uh, you know young drivers uh, uh, in in the household. It's penalizing seniors. It's penalizing people because of uh, of where, what their their postal code is in the province where they live, uh, and um, and and as a result, uh, you know rates are going through the roof. 
and and we'll we'll see if the government uh, at the end of the day is able to bring uh, ICBC um, in, into a semblance of a of a sustainable right. path. That certainly is the commitment of the Attorney General, uh, and we'll we'll see if he uh, if, if he fulfills it. But you know, Mr. Stone, by 2017, we were pretty far down the hole of you know debt for ICBC. Uh, why wasn't something done about this in years past? Like when you were the minister in charge, you must have known that there were big problems at ICBC financially. Oh, there is no question that uh, there have been strong headwinds uh, facing ICBC for uh, for a lot of years. Um, not just uh, not just uh, um, you know the time that we were in power. Certainly not just the time that the NDP have been in power. Um, at the at the end of the day, we threw uh, in my time as the minister, we threw over three billion dollars worth of initiatives uh, at uh, ICBC uh, to keep rates low and. Um, you know, I could rattle off all kinds of things that we did from our transformation program to enhance fraud tools to uh, increasing luxury car premiums, procurement strategy changes, road safety investments, on and on the list goes. Um, I make no apologies for the fact that uh, we were focused uh, 100% on keeping rates down uh, for drivers. Uh, so over that, uh, f- uh, the last 10 years of our government, rates, uh, the combined rate increase was about 18%. Uh, we've had an 18% rate increase under the NDP in two and a half years. Uh, so again, uh, our focus was always to keep rates down. Uh, the NDP, uh, while, uh, while they've said they've made, uh, they're, they're, they're trying to do that as well, uh, in fact, they said two-thirds of all drivers will pay less with this driver risk model, we sure as heck aren't meeting very many British Columbians who are paying less Right, but at, uh, at, at going what, forward. At what cost did we keep those rates low? Like, did we not fix any of the systemic problems that left us so much in debt in ICBC? I mean, is that not a, a false illusion then for people? Well, look, um, when when the transfer of power took place uh, in 2017, uh, the uh, projection at ICBC and the first update of the, the NDP government was that ICBC was, was going to lose $225 million. Again, there was a, um, a, a very comprehensive third-party report that was on David Eby's desk. Uh, he opted to throw that in the trash can and not proceed with any uh, of, of its recommendations and, in fact, didn't act for, for a year thereafter. Um, in November 2017, the loss was restated um, to 364 million, uh, and then a few months later, it was restated to 1.3 billion. Um, this is on uh, the NDP. This is on the the Attorney General. Um, uh, it's up to him and, and his government to uh, to fix uh, the, um, uh, the the corporation moving forward, um, uh, or or to be open to uh, to uh, perhaps thinking outside the box here. And part of what we're saying now is. Uh, you know, we we threw three billion dollars worth of initiatives at the corporation. Um, we left uh, the corporation uh, uh, in a in a situation where yes, there are significant headwinds um, with 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 uh, the cost of claims increasing and the uh, the, uh, the the legal costs associated with those claims increasing, crashes up uh, and so forth. Um, uh, but uh, but we certainly uh, did not leave uh, a situation with uh, with the current government that uh, is as they are advertising it at this point. And, you know, I've, I, for two and a half years now, I have, uh, uh, I have um, uh, listened to and been very restrained in my, in my response to, um, you know, what have often been very vicious allegations and very uh, almost smear, character smear uh, uh, attempts on the part of the Attorney General, who um, has made it an art form uh, last uh, Thursday in the chamber. Uh, he went so far as to, um, as, as to actually... Uh, 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 use my name uh, in a very derogatory fashion in in the chamber, and so while he 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 uh, opts to 
uh, uh, hurl insults uh, uh, at people and point fingers. Um, uh, you know, what, what motorists want to know is, what are you going to do for my rates? What right, are you going to do to keep my, rate, my rates affordable? But Mr. Chung, uh, why hold back? Like, I think wh- where, they're, where they're failing. Why the restraint then on your part? Then if you felt like you had done better or you had done a good job or things could, could have been done you know, better, why hold back? Why not just say that? Uh, I, Simi, I, 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 when I say I held back, I've held back uh, uh, in, uh, uh, in, in the chamber to a certain extent. Uh, I certainly have not uh, uh, held back uh, in, in, um, in lots of speaking engagements and lots of uh, conversations that I've had um, uh, with, with British Columbians, not just in my own riding, but across the province. And, and I think as a team, uh, we have been uh, talking about uh, the, 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 the situation, um, while there were, were headwinds at the corporation, there's no question about it. Uh, again, make no apologies for the fact that, that uh, under our tenure, uh, we kept rates as affordable as we possibly could. But um, is there something uh, you wish but, that you but, had done differently? When you look back now and you think, okay, we should have done this, or maybe we should have tried this. Uh, I think that um, again, uh, we did uh, we did a tremendous amount of uh, of hard work, uh, and and that was uh, that was uh, emblematic in the uh, in in the fact that we kept rates uh, affordable. Um, we, uh, we we now have a government that uh, promised to keep rates uh, down. In fact, to lower them for two thirds of British Columbians, and um, uh, and that's not happening. Rates will have gone up by about forty percent over a four to five year period under under the NDP. Um, they've had uh, the the judiciary uh, they declared war on, on on lawyers. They've now declared war on the judiciary. The judiciary has slapped them back pretty hard because uh, the attorney general screwed up again uh, with his uh, uh, his uh, approach on. On the unilaterally system, changing court rules, and, but the system wasn't uh, sustainable and, and, the way it was. You can't just have all these cases continually going to court and the costs rising. Like, surely you can see that that could not have continued like that. Uh, I couldn't agree with you more. That's why we did three billion dollars worth of initiatives. That's why we um, we commissioned that uh, independent third party report, uh, which. Uh, I called for a, a wide range of additional uh, initiatives that needed to be undertaken, uh, and that we were prepared to to seriously consider. Um, the the, uh, uh, the 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 one year that was lost because David Eby opted to play politics with this uh, with this file uh, and to engage in a in a smear campaign uh, against uh, against me and other members of the former government. And politics is politics; that that happens um, all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, if he put one tenth of the effort into actually focusing on motorists and what uh, what needs to happen to, to actually keep rates down uh, as he does uh, uh, trying to uh, uh, take uh, political, uh, uh, you know, throw mud and, and take political personal shots at, uh, at members of the opposition, motorists would probably be better off for it. Uh, he's he's the, the, the minister responsible today. They've been in power for two and a half years. Uh, it's it's uh, it's their it's their job to uh, to to fulfill the commitments that they've made to the, the motorists of this province and the taxpayers of this province, and uh, and we think to this point uh, they're 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 failing uh, terribly. So, Mr. Stone, before I let you go, let me just ask. Let's be clear here. So, are you are comfortable then? It sounds like with the record of the BC Liberals on ICBC. Uh, I am. Uh, I, I make no apologies for the fact that we spent. Uh, every waking moment, uh, certainly in the four years that I was the minister, and I think pr- prior to that as well, uh, to keep rates as affordable as possible. When you look at the rates 
we were talking an 18% rate increase over a 10 year, the last 10 years of our government. Uh, the NDP have increased uh, rates by that amount uh, in the first uh, two and a half years of, their, of, of this existing mandate. Um, we did a lot. Uh, what was our record perfect? What, did, uh, it, it, what, did we do everything that we, um, you know, that we would have liked to have done? No, I've never said that either. Uh, but uh, the characterization of uh, of the of the work that we did and our commitment to keeping rates affordable uh, to motorists um, is something that we're just uh, uh, we're 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 not going to sit here and and allow the the attorney general to continue to smear us um, on that. And I think the facts uh, speak uh, for themselves. Um, it's now time for the government to step up to the plate and to fulfill the commitments that they've made. Uh, and that was first and foremost to keep rates affordable. Uh, for British Columbians. Uh, that's, that's the piece when you talk to families, you talk to seniors, you talk to, to motorists all over the province, that's the piece uh, that, uh, that folks want to know that the government's on top of. And I think through successive uh, uh, you know, uh, issues, uh, the last one being last week, uh, I think the, the, the Attorney General has, has certainly uh, created the, uh, the perception that he may not be up to the task uh, in terms of delivering on, on lower rates for, for the motorists of British Columbia. Uh, Mr. Stone, thank you for your time. Thank you very much, Timmy. That is Todd Stone, the BC Liberals critic for municipal affairs and housing. And of course, he was also at one time the minister in charge of ICBC. And you heard him responding to that.